0: Let's get to the business of preaching the word of God. First, I will give honor to God and Him only, because He deserves all the glory and all the praise. Secondly, I would give honor to my Pastor Jones in his absence and his first lady, giving me the opportunity, putting me in under his wing and teaching me these things I need to grow and learn in ministry. Ministry is not easy. You feel like a doctor when you go to the hospital, and everyone has a situation or a condition. But you gotta have the Spirit of God to deal with your brothers and sisters in the body that doesn't even belong to you, right? So I can't say you don't belong here. It's not even my body. He grafted me in, so how can I say to you that you don't even belong here? I'm here on an accident, I would say from my earthly thinking. But he had this plan for me. From the beginning, this message here today, I was looking at the book of Jonah and thinking about running. I've been running for a long time, but look, God got me right here doing exactly what he wanted me to do. He's amazing. So I was reading this and I was telling my, my aunt was reading and She said, nephew, I was just reading this. I said, look how the spirit works. Because it, it was getting challenging for me at night. I think about different things and how to put things together. But then it was like, are you running? So it's easy to get up here and preach and say what you need to do. But we also have to find a mirror in our preaching. We need to find a mirror in our teaching. Then make sure that it ain't you. Because it's easy to say what you should do, but you ain't even do it yourself. That didn't even Let me get to this message. He's so talking about me. So we're going to come from the book of Jonah. We're going to read one through three, but I'm going to walk through this thing and, and exercise how this applies to our, our lives. The book of Jonah. I'm just going to read one through three. If we can stand for the reading of God's word. When everyone get it say amen. Now it reads. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah the son of Amittai, saying, "Rise and go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry out against it, for the wickedness has come up before me." But Jonah arose and fled to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare, and he went down into it to go with them to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. May the Lord have a blessing to the reading, to the hearing, and to the doing of his holy word. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you once again for this day and this opportunity, a day that I don't even deserve. But you bless me for another opportunity to preach to your children, to preach to my sins. But see, show them in me, and you where they can find victory, where they can find joy, where we shouldn't even run from you, but we should run to you. Let all these things rest in their spirit, comfort their mind and their hearts, And we ask all these things in Jesus' name and for his sake, every heart, say amen. Brother Nate, turn it down just a little bit, please. Not only has my knee gone out, I guess my hearing is suspect as well. Me and Brother Nate have a joke. We both have hearing problems, but the funny thing is we own the sound. Board. We just said that a minute ago. How is it two people that can't hear in charge of the sound? How ironic is that? So so to get into the text, I guess the if we'll give it a subject matter, is why do we run? Why do we run the word, or from the Lord of God. See now it says in the word, he said oh, the word came to Jonah, right? Son, we read that he said, "Go and arise against Nineveh, that great city," and he cried out against it for the wickedness that came up before you. See those Bible readers, you understand that when a word of the Lord goes forth, you don't even have an. Anytime you said the Lord said, there's actions that follow that. So Jonah's like, Mm-mm, "I ain't going." So how is it possible if you are called and you don't take an action? See, my brothers and sisters in Christ, consider this: Why does Jonah decide to run away? Then are we any different than Jonah? I out to answer that for you by no means. By no means were any different than Jonah. Because when we heard his word, did we run to him? Or did we run away? For, for the grace of God and the mercy of God, when you heard it, did you run to it? Or did you run away? See, we, we hear this today in church the word of God. Now, when you leave here, you run to. you run back to the football game? Do you run back to that TV? Do you run back to that iPad? Do you run back to the things that nothing else explained to you? Yes, we have life and a life balance, but where do you put God? If you realize and you reflect and see that you've been running all the time. So the thing that I've learned in ministry in my short term, my my fifteen years, is that a lot of people are running. Secret. See, you can come to church and stand up and give a hallelujah praise, but on the inside, you are sitting down. Technically, you're running. We say this thing not to, to insult anyone, to make them feel a certain type of way, but this was put on my spirit. See, what happened was when I first came into ministry, I was studying like no tomorrow. I was reading all these books. I was calling my deacons. I was calling my brothers because I was on fire for the Lord, but somehow. I must thought I was better than I was, because I wouldn't call them like I used to. I was running. I can only preach what is the truth. I have no problem exposing who I am and what I'm trying to do. It's about all of us to run together. Let me share with you those who may not consider that they're running. Simple one. I thought of this last. If you can count how many times you open your Bible, you are running. It should be an impossible number to even count. You should be constantly flicking through your pages. You should not be able to say, well, I opened my Bible on Easter, on Christmas, whatever holiday you feel is fit to open your Bible, then if you can count, you are running. If you are called in ministry, That you were called to do outreach. You were called to do various things in the church. But then you say, I don't want to go because I don't like her. I don't want to go because I don't like him. Let let me share something with you. Then you are just like Jonah. See, Jonah didn't want to do because he didn't like him. He didn't want to go when the Lord called him. So when you are called, what are you doing? Are you running? You see, because if Jonah didn't want to go to Nineveh, because he didn't really care for those people, he was a pretty angry prophet. He, he, was, he was something special. But the thing is, I am no better. It's easy to talk about the character that in the Bible, but then what is your book going to say on that day? That you ran just like Jonah, but you sit here and give a hallelujah praise, but then you're sitting down in your spirit? They say, on the inside, you should be clapping. On the outside, you should be sitting down. Just because they say, well, they don't clap, and you don't think. But on the inside, I'm on the My wife say, don't talk to my husband. If you talk to my husband more than 15 minutes, you're guaranteed to get a sermon. I can't help who's on the inside of me. I do my best. And then she starts looking. She's like, you better run. You better run. you finna get a sermon. can't help I've been changed on the inside. But Jonah had tried to run as far west as possible. See, the father told him to go east to Tarshish. I mean, to Nineveh. But he tried to go west as far as possible. And look what it says in the text. But Jonah rose and fleed to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. And he went down to Joppa and found a ship and went in, going into Tarshish. And he paid his fare, and he went into it, and he went to Tarshish with him, right? He tried anyway. From an earthly perspective, Jonah thought he had it figured out. Yeah, I got you, Lord. I'm going to get on this ship. I ain't going to listen with nothing you got to say. I'm going to lay down in this thing, and I'm going to get the other the way. So he thought. So in the text it says, but the Lord sent a great wind on the sea. And a mighty tempest, what it, what it means is a, like a violent storm, and especially with rain and hail and snow, that was on the sea. And the ship was about to be broken up. Then the mariners was afraid. Every man cried out to their God. And threw started throwing the cargo from the ship into the sea. But, the, but Jonah was at the bottom of the ship down. See, the sailors was afraid because they, they're used to being on water. This is nothing new to them. But they are seeing a storm that they've never seen before. This has to be some divine intervention. They start crying out to their God, which is a small g, so therefore that's an idol. See, they were crying out to their idols, and they were getting no response. Then the captain start throwing and start chucking stuff out the ship. We got to figure out, because they didn't believe in the God of Abraham. Isaac and Jacob, they believe in them idols. And they didn't get no response when they cried out to those idols. So the captain went down to the bottom of the ship and he seen Jonah. He said, man, what are you doing? Get up and pray to your God. So he can see if he can save us. They don't even know about John and who he is. So the man on the top of the ship, they was casting lots. Man, how did this happen? Let's cast lots and figure out who got is Lot fell on Jonah. And the text it said they peppered him where, with various questions asking who he is and where you come from and what you do. And Jonah said, yeah, I'm a Hebrew. Yep. I fear the Lord God of heaven and of the sea and of the dry land. Did you hear what Jonah just said? He feared the God of the sea and of the dry land. Jonah, why did you get in the boat? Therefore, if he's the God of the sea and dry land, why are you running? Because therefore you have nowhere to go. No matter where you run, God is there. He said he's the God of the sea and the land. How are you going to run from God? The question would be very simple. Then why would you run? It's easy to say that. But all of us have but even in his run, did you see the work that God did on that ship? Those pagan individuals that was worshiping idols, at the end, they vow to God. They start praying to God. Even his the men were achieving. Can you imagine you've been out there all your life? You've been sailing all your life and all of some You're gonna cry out but the victory is who they see. The see, Jonah, I guess you can figure out, you say, well, well pick me up. Right? Throw me in the water. Well, if you throw me in the water, it, become, it, be, it will become So See, even those who do not believe, they were still questioning, was like, well, it seemed like an honorable thing that he would tell him to throw me in the water. Or you can look at it being, so Jonah was an angry individual. Maybe you thought about, see, if you just kill me, then I still won't go to Nineveh. So nevertheless, they tried to roll back to the land. They didn't want to throw him in yet. (laughs) So they tried and tried to throw him, I mean, roll back to the land. But they couldn't do it. The storm got even worse. Got even worse. The more they tried to roll back, it got worse. Then they said, Well, Lord, not their God, not small g, Lord, capital L, what it says in the text. They were praying to the God of Abraham. Don't put this innocent man blood on us. See, they considered him we ain't going to make it. You already said if we throw you in, the storm is going to calm down. So they were like, Lord, if we throw this man in, you ain't going to hold this innocent blood on us. So they said, "Well, I don't know, Dick, I may else, but, uh, if it was on you, anyway, but see, that's why I'm telling. you, I'm running, but I'm trying to find God in this process, So they picked him up and threw him into the sea and the sea, and then they feared God. You mean as, they can't help but to see the glory and, and the mercy of God." It was, they was finna die, or finna, is the country word, but they were getting ready to. Forgive my upbringing. Uh, I have that problem at work as well. Y'all leave me alone. So then they took vows and said, Lord, they worship him me. See, when God displays his mercy, his grace, look how it changed lives. If any of you go home and look in the mirror and see about the grace and mercy that God has displayed on you, look who you used to be, then look who you are today. You're only here because of his grace. You're only here because of his mercy. I've been changed. But unfortunately, I realized I had a Jonah. See, the same God That Jonah worship is the same God that is calling you on today. There's only one God. One Father. One faith. But but if you understand who you are running from, then why would you run? I can sympathize with the why. Because you want to run, you say, you know, I don't want to I don't want to stop doing what I'm doing, Brother Pete. I want to keep on partying. I want to make sure my Friday night is cool. I want to make sure I hit that yak. Make sure you don't put no soap soda in it. Keep mine just on ice. See, I was always who I am today. I'm confident in standing here that I'm not without fault. I ran from everything because when I was a kid, we did nothing but church. See, like these, we'll, we'll put it this way, like. Women, you don't want to quit doing what you're doing because you like chasing men, or the men, you don't want to quit what you're doing because you like chasing women. You don't want to give all that up because once you get him on the inside, you won't have that desire no more. See, I can, when I was a kid, and my mother's here today, it wasn't a question of what you're going to do on Sunday. Oh, my gosh, You get up six in the morning, and my grandmother... She didn't have no mercy because she combed to hair from the back to the front. Oh, my God. But the thing was, every Sunday was church in the morning, in the afternoon. Then you think you get a break that take you and feeds you. and You think it's all over. But guess what? There's a three o'clock service on the other side of town. And then you get irritated because then you get back to school. They say, what you do on Sunday? Man, don't ask me that. So when I said, when I turned 18, I ain't going to church no more. I'm a man, a legend. right? So I said I'm not going to go to church. But in my selfish desire, I've lost a lot of things. See, I had a kid around 20, another kid around 22. I lost my grandmother, the one who the concrete of me being in church for my selfish. Then I had another child, but then when I realized, my brothers and sisters, for my selfishness, I did not give my children the same foundation that I have on today. I pray this is my testimony. I cry about this nightly because I wanted to run away and not be in church. I did not give my kids the same foundation that I have. Because see, when the trouble, when it gets rough and it gets tough. I know Jesus. See, just because I ran from him, I know about him. See, because when we came here, well, I'll be honest with you, we were playing house. I had three kids, I wasn't married. Everyone said, Make her an honest, woman. I'm, I'm testifying on today. But I told my woman, my girl at the time, we cannot stand before the altar of God without being in the presence of God, without worshiping God. That's why we're here on today. There's no way that I can do this when I know my foundation is solid. Just because I want to run from God. Now that I'm a parent, I I, I don't want my kids to run away from my love. I don't want my kids to run away from my... My my emotions and my joy that I have from them, I don't want my kids to run away from me. Look in the mirror my brothers and sisters are we doing the same thing to God? God love each and every one of you as you love your children, but you find it we find it in our heart to run from him. As a parent, I just the worst thing that could happen that my kids would run from me. But God so loved me, even when I ran, He still let me in. God has displayed His love like no other. Even the unbelievers know this one. What is that, John 3 16? For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son, and whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Who runs away for everlasting life? The answer is very simple. Who runs away? We have run away. We have run from his love. We have ran from his mercy. We have ran from everlasting life. But as some of us ran even further west than others, Because it's easy once you're in ministry. You can say, well, that person did more than me. They was worse than I was. But at the end of the day, you still ran. If you're still being disobedient, doesn't matter how much you did or how much less you did, you still ran. But what happens when you run? Then you run out of breath. You run so hard. Man, I used to run. You run so hard, where you run out of breath. And its time is near, where death is close to you. I can pretty sure tell you who you ain't running from. And I can tell you who you are running to. It's easy to run from God when you got everything in order. It's easy to run from God when you got your bill money. It's easy to run from God when you can make your notes. It's easy to run from God when you, can, when you have a job. But when you lose all those things, you ain't running from God then. Lord, hear my prayer. Lord, help me out. See, Jonah, he prayed to God. He got cast in that water. Right, and this prayer is so awesome. Jonah said, The Lord. While I was in the belly of the fish, he said, I cry out to the Lord because of my voice. And he answered, me, Out of the belly of Shiloh I cried, and you heard my voice. You cast me into the deep, in the heart of the sea, and the floods surrounded me. and your billows of your waves. Then he said, Then I cast out out of your sight, yet I look again towards your holy temple." He's going down, y'all. Right? He's saying this now in the belly of the fish, but he's praying like no tomorrow. As the waters surround me, even my soul, the deep clothes around me, the weeds wrap around my head. He's at the bottom. And I went down in the morning the mountain, and the earth bars closed behind me. And yet, brought me life from the pit O oh Lord my God and my my soul fainted within me and I remembered the Lord and my prayer went up to you into the holy temple. It's easy to pray when you're in a situation but then he said I will sacrifice to you. with the voice of thanksgiving I will pray. Whatever I vowed, your salvation is of the Lord. But remember, y'all who used to run, you young people are doing stuff now, listen, there was a time when I was in a situation and I prayed to God, if you get me out of this one, if you get me out of this situation, I guarantee, Lord, that I quit doing what I was doing. Let me share with you, time passed, and I got out of that situation. I end up doing the same thing over again. But when you're in it, you can pray like no other. See, I, I learned in this walk. My, my uncle to me that, did you know your great grandfather was a preacher? Did you know that your uncle is a preacher? Did you know that your cousin is a preacher? See, all the time I knew and I had dreams about various things, but I didn't want to quit running. i share with you, look what I'm doing on today. I could have saved myself a lot of heartache. I could have saved myself a lot of pain. I could have just went on and did what God had called me to do, but I was running if you look in the text. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time, repeating the same thing that he told him to do. He didn't have to get on the ship, but anyway. He said, arise and go to Nineveh, that great city, and preach to it the message I will tell you. So Jonah arose and went to Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was exceedingly a great city. It was about a three-day journey to walk through. And now Jonah began and they entered enter the city for the first day and walked and cried out, Yet forty days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. Remember, he didn't like them anyway. He was happy to go ahead and give that one. right? Mm-hmm. But Jonah was getting ready to get a big surprise. See, So, so the people of Nineveh believed God and proclaim fast and put on sackcloth, from the greatest to the least. Then the word came to the king of Nineveh, and he rose, and from his throne he laid aside his robe and covered himself with sackcloth and ashes. And he caused it to proclaim and published throughout Nineveh. The great decree of the king said to the noble, saying, Let neither man nor beast, herd or flock taste anything. Do not let them eat or drink. Water. The whole City. the whole pagan city was fasting. The whole pagan city put on sackcloth. So when it came, when can you tell if God is going to turn from rent, relent and turn away from his fierce anger, so they may not perish? Then God saw their work. So for Jonah, he was upset about this. Lord, did not not go into the city and tell that they were going to be overturned? The thing is, they were turned over to God. Did not worship idols. He did what he was told to do, but he didn't understand the purpose of God because he was caught up in his own anger because he was worried about doing what he wanted to do. thing is, if we continue to run, it will maintain those type of attributes. Let's get back to the text. Therefore, Lord, please take my life. It is better for me to die than to live. He was irritated that the father did not kill him. He want him dead. Come on, father, get these. The Lord said, this is not right to be angry. But when we look in the book of When I was studying the book of Jonah, and and usually it's about the Lord's word going forth, it was about the actions of the people. It was more like a mirror on how we should conduct ourselves. So when God tells you to go and run, it's not an option. Reflect on who we are. Reflect on who we could be. See, it's easy to say, I'm disliking people because they don't sound like me." It's easy to say disliking people because they don't look like me. Matter of fact, and I'm not trying to get political, but we're locking up people because they don't look like other people. I told my wife we got two borders, but ain't nobody talking about the one to the north. I'm going to leave that alone, stay in my lane. It's troubling when you can say that you're an evangelical when you believe the same God that I believe, and I hear you say such a thing that means you're running from the living And breathing word of God. Now, how can you love a God and that loves your enemy? You don't like this person. You know you don't like this person. But God loves them. God loves your enemies. He tells you to pray for your enemies as well. But if God loves my enemies and I can't stand you, then why am I disliking you? See, I'll have to find it in myself to find the love that He has showed me, to find the mercy that He has conveyed to me, to show that same thing for someone who does not like me. If God loves them, then why shouldn't we? But we'll run from all that because it's hard to like someone that you can't It's hard to be next to someone that really get on your last nerve. With my hurt, that from my mama, I don't know where I got that. I really got on her last nerve, but we shouldn't run away from God. See what happens is when you run out of breath, you move, the one who you're going to run to the one who's on the other side is the one you should have been running for ladies and gentlemen there's nothing like going on, on the day of judgment and you realize All your life, you ran from me. See, even those who do not believe are going to find out the truth. I'm trying to share with you on today, you can live however you want to, but there's no need to run. There's no need to hide. He has always been there, and he will always be there, but on that day, you better be running to him and not from him. Because many of those guys that don't believe that he doesn't exist, but when they see him for themselves, they're really going to be running the opposite direction. But those who worship him in spirit and in truth, we're going to be running to God. Here I am, Lord. Let me in. Those who don't know him are going to run the opposite direction. Therefore, I encourage you not to run away. But on this day, if we're going to run, let's run to God. If we gonna run, let's run for God. See, I have a a thing. If If I run to God and then I get to run for God and then on that glorious and great day, I get to run with God. If we gonna run, let's run together. If we gonna run, let's run to his grace. If we gonna run, let's run to his mercy. If we gonna run, let's run to his kindness. If we gonna run, let's rush to his righteousness. If we're gonna run, let's run to his truth. If we're gonna run, let's run the truth. God is the truth. Why would we run from salvation? Who runs from salvation? Those who do not know or those who do not care. I'm trying to convey to you that we need to run like we never ran. You don't know when your day has come, you don't know when it's your last day. I lost my friend at 47 years old, and that's not supposed to happen. So therefore, that tells me every day I got to run. Every night I got to run. Every minute I got to run. So one day I won't get up, but when I get up in the spirit, I'm running to God. The Bible says, Paul said, we are surrounded by great witnesses. My brothers and sisters, my grandmother's up there, my great-grandpa's up there, and right now I'm in this audience, and he's saying, run, Petey, run, Petey. Don't give up. Don't wait on that foolishness. Don't let that stuff knock you down. Keep on running. Keep on fighting. If I'm going to run, I'm going to run for Christ. If I'm going to walk, I'm going to walk for Christ. Can't nothing knock me down. I am not worried about not running for the Christ Jesus. There's no need to run from. Give your tennis shoes. Give your sandals of faith. Give your sandals and strength and run for the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm talking about the one who died for you, the one who took a bullet for you, the one who is sitting there waiting for you. The Bible says I go to prepare a place that is waiting for you. But did you run to get here, Brother Pete? Did you run to get here, Brother Allen? Did you run to get here? Or did you sit back and wait, you lazy servant? Get off your books. Read that Bible. Run for the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I don't say this to make anyone feel bad. I told someone at, at work I said, I'm so excited for the Lord. If I hit the lottery and I said, I'll share this with you, there will be a line a mile long. Petey gone, give me a couple million. But I said, I found a treasure that's more than silver. I found a treasure that's more than gold. And I'm trying to share it with you. Does anybody want some of this? Line up and run for Lord. Line up and run for Jesus. Guess what? And those who run from me, I'm going to sit there and wait for you. If I get there, before we get there, we made it. we made it. We know we don't deserve it. We know we don't need to be there. But we ran like we never ran before. I'm going to sit down. I am a... took me to church and helped me be the man that I am today. I am grateful and thankful. I apologize, Mother, for the heartaches, but I'm a better man now. I'm better. I'm better on the inside. I'm better than I've never been before. But I share with my entire family, if we don't do nothing else, we run the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ because he is waiting for us the author and the finisher of our faith waiting at the finish line and all he wants you to do is run he don't care if you fall down he's there to pick you up he don't care if you got one leg he don't care if you're blind he don't care if you're sick he said run run like you can't run no more I'm waiting for you I die for you just run." run my brother, run my sister, get there, I'm waiting for you.